1: you guys got me feeling emotions, I'll tell you that much. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I'm Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. Where did the weekend go? Did you guys have a good time? Do you want to hear what I did this weekend? Do you guys want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. Um, So this weekend was great. I'm in Arizona still with my family. Um so I I I have talked about this before and I think we're all going to have to deal with this. I got to say I don't think I'm I'm going to do reentry from uh quarantine and COVID that well. I am just so out of practice. So I was lucky enough my two of my great friends are married. I I don't know if you guys follow the podcast but I uh I officiated their wedding over um quarantine and they did a really small 20 person wedding and yeah, you know what? I I'm mad because originally it was going to be a 150 person wedding. And I think I would have. My officiating would have went to the next level with that big of a crowd. So this was more of an intimate. I still officiated the shit out of it. But with that bigger crowd, I'll always wonder who could have been in the audience. There might have been somebody famous. They might have given me a job. And, you know, of course, it's not about me that day. But I'll always I'll always wonder. COVID's taken so much from us. Um, So. They invited me to their house this weekend. They've all been vaccinated. Um, and we we sat out on their uh, their backyard. Yeah, they're one of the peoples with the backyard. And they had this inflatable uh, movie screen, a projector screen. And we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then my buddy Matt, he will just... I stayed up with him till like three or four in the morning, just watching YouTube concert videos. So we were like at a music festival. We watched like LCD sound system. Um, We watched the strokes. We watched Prince. We went all around the world and it was so nice. I tell you to sit on a couple of lawn chairs and just, and I, but at the same time, there were a couple other friends there before and they're all married And most of them have kids. I mean, it was just like six people, and the guys were talking about watering their lawn, watering their lawn, you guys. And they were so invested in it. This one guy had an app that like turned on the water at at certain times, and then the other guys were looking at that guy like, "Wow, look at Randy got a got a watering system." Like, and they were all they all got a boner for this watering system. And I'm sitting here over here going like, "Hey, anybody watch Summer House?" Pretty crazy, huh? Hannah, Des, anybody? Of course, as it is with these kind of things, I end up in the kitchen with the ladies and we talk like Kardashians and stuff like that. And I'd much rather do that. But I, I once again, like, it was like, oh, crap. Like, COVID is almost over now. Uh, knock on wood. And I'm still like the odd man out with guy friends. I, and t- I got to tell you, I don't, I don't even have a lawn. I don't need to know about watering a lawn and they're all proud of their lawns. And it just, I mean, part of me, you know, just, you guys are my therapist. Part of me feels bad. Like maybe I should have a lawn at this point. What is wrong with old Ryan that I don't have a lawn? I, I, but at the same time, if I had a lawn, I, I damn well would not be talking about how to take care of it. So maybe I don't deserve a lawn. These are the things that race through my head all the time. Um, I will also say I, 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 I forgot one of my favorite pastimes. I forgot what a good feeling it is to have all of your friends around and for you to be on your phone. Like I was just on my phone, on Instagram, on Twitter, just overhearing my friends' conversations. And I forgot. I was like, ah, the good old days. You know what I'm saying? When you would just go and disassociate around your friends on your phone. So basically COVID, I was on my phone, but my friends weren't there. And now reentering society, my friends are there and I still get to be on my phone. That's like the best of both worlds. Uh, But all joking aside, I got to say, it was really lovely to see um, some friends again, to remember we actually, uh, we actually, you know, dared to dream and talked about making plans and that was exciting like we really did put our lives on hold and i can't imagine what it was like with kids and things like of that nature where you have to worry about somebody else um i don't know it was just it was just a really interesting uh night and and a great night and i forgot how much I'm appreciative of my friends and how much I love my friends when I do get to see them. So it was great all the way around. And, uh, you know, I, I got to stay over the night there. I called my mom and dad, they gave me permission and yeah, you know, it wasn't a school night. It was a weekend. So that was fine. And then the next day, my other buddy, Dusty, I, I, uh, he, I've been best friends with him since high school he lives in Chicago and unfortunately his dad is ill and uh, him and his husband had to come in town and I got to see them today. So it was a full weekend and I I, and I feel punch drunk. I feel like, oh my God, this many people I'm I'm exhausted. Like guys, we're gonna have to go out there in the real world. I'm not going to have my show. Like I mean, I'm just used to watching my Bravo shows and podcasting, and now we're going to have to get out in the real world. You know how many people have asked like, "Hey, do you want to grab a drink or let's get together or this?" And, you know, you got to say yes to everything, and now I'm just like, "How do you how how do I re-enter? I mean, am I going to uh, like a, you know, hurt like am I going to pull a hamstring or something? I feel like I need to warm up for all of this. We need to warm up for this. I feel like there's need to needs to be classes. We need to do classes where we practice like little things like talking to a waiter or um you know making small talk of course uh, I need to learn to talk about other things than TV show TV shows so if there's any guys or girls that know sports and want to just give me a cheat sheet on sports I can just like bullet points that I can bring up of like oh how about those buckies, the the buccaneers with the the games you know like I want guys to think That's a man's man, but I want girls to think that's a renaissance man. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference there. Uh, Today is a great day because we have one Miss Sophie Ross back with us, joining us on Monday to give us a pop culture roundup of a lot of the pop culture stories, Bravo stories, the whole shebang. Uh, Before we get into Sophie, though, I wanted to do uh, what to watch this week. I didn't get to do this last Monday, and... Uh, I regretted it all week, but let's see. Let's start with Watch What Happens Live this week. Now, somebody asked me why I don't say Real Housewives of Atlanta, and it's because I usually record on Sundays, so I always think that day has passed. But yeah, to remind you, on Sundays, you always have Real Housewives of Atlanta and Married to Medicine. On Watch What Happens Live, you, ha- you have Candy Burris tonight and Anila Sajah. Uh Tomorrow night on Watch What Happens Live, you have Nicole Byer and Kenan Thompson, On Tuesday, you have Dr. Tiffany Moon and Isaac Mizrahi. I love Tiffany. And Isaac, Andy loves Isaac. He uses him all the time. Wednesday, Melissa Gorga and Willie Geist. That's an odd pairing. And on Thursday, Yvette Nicole Brown and John Stamos. Uh, So that is on Watch What Happens Live. Remember, this week on Bravo, like I said, tonight was uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta and Married to Medicine. On Mondays, of course, you have Below Deck Sailing Yacht. On Tuesdays, you have Real Housewives of Dallas. On Wednesday, you have Real Housewives of New Jersey. On Thursday, you have Top Chef and Summer House. And I got to recommend Top Chef. We talk about it in the podcast today. I just think it is so great. And on top of it, you're dealing with people with actual talent. It's not just housewives. These people have actual skills. So you might wonder, what are they doing on Bravo? Um, Let's see. What else to watch? There's some interesting things out there I just wanted to call your attention to. Um, Let's see. On... uh Wednesday, you have a Netflix documentary called Why Did You Kill Me? The Netflix synopsis for this doc reads, The line between justice and revenge blurs when a devastated family uses social media to track down the people who killed 24-year-old Crystal Theobald. So that is on Wednesday, April 4th on Netflix. Also, the second season of the reality show on Netflix, The Circle, premieres as well if you guys were fans of the circle season 1 and then on Thursday April 15th I know a lot of uh my friends that are girls talk about this show I've never seen it but the new the seventh and f- final season of the show Younger uh will be streaming on Paramount Plus and guys I have to recommend once again real uh, real world homecoming and they're doing the challenge all-star which is of course the road rules challenge that they do on mtv they have the challenge all stars with tech ruthie trichelle Cantonella from uh real world las vegas you just have so many great people in that i think it is worth uh your time to check out also tonight sunday we had the uh reunion of 90 day fiance so uh if you didn't uh, get that tonight i'm sure they'll be airing it multiple times uh and then also i just wanted to call your attention to something i have to give one of the highest recommendations of all to hbo max right now hbo max their documentary department is crushing it so hard i the last like every sunday even into all of quarantine they've had the best programming and yeah it mainly focuses around cults And it turns out I love cults. I think we all potentially love cults because who doesn't love something that scares the bejesus out of and we could possibly fall into one day. So I got to remind you what kind of lineup they've had so far. They had The Vow, which is, you know, Nixium related, Keith Raniere. And they're doing a second season of The Vow, which should be airing in a couple of months. They had um, uh, Allen versus Pharaoh. With uh, Mia Allen's daughter, who claimed that Woody Allen molested her, that was a four-part series, and I I got to say honestly, they could probably do a second season of that because that's still there are still little news things popping up, but that was really well done. Uh, I I hate to say I enjoyed it because you know it brings up it's just a really harsh harsh topic. You also had Q into the storm, and that was a documentary on QAnon, a six-part series, and by the end you know, the guy uncovers who started QAnon, and it is a wild ride. It really pays off. I thought it was so well done. I'm curious what you uh, what you guys think of that. Um, I also always I always watch Last Week Tonight on HBO Max as well. I think John Oliver is insanely talented. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Tina Turner, the uh, documentary Tina on HBO Max. I mean, their documentary department is just I mean, you don't get That many good things, and they seem to always come on Sunday nights. so I always look forward to whatever they're going to have, uh, you know, next. And tonight, Sunday night, they are starting up a new one. Oh, and they even, guys, they even had a documentary on Heaven's Gate, which is that cult that uh, they all wore the same outfit to uh, kill themselves in. And they wore, like, all the same Nike running shoes. Uh, really eerie and that was a couple part series but tonight on HBO I thought this was interesting and wanted to share it Uh, they have a documentary called Pray, Obey, Kill it is a five part HBO original documentary series that re-examines one of the most bizarre crimes in modern Swedish history you you had me at most bizarre like I was like I'm in I'm in I'm fully I, I need this now so that starts tonight I cannot wait to watch that um, so there is so much good TV on that. I keep telling my friends, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but it's like, I want it. They need to stop. They need to stop TV for at least three months. Give us a time after COVID to catch up with our friends and family and then start back with TV again. You know, um, also, we were talking about music festivals last night because uh, the friends we were, I were I uh, was with, we used to go to Coachella all the time. And uh, it's interesting There has been a year break from the festival scene, and we were talking about how you see all these festivals popping up. Like, there's so many concerts all of a sudden popping up because everybody wants to make money again. And they're kind of treating it like this year didn't happen in the sense of the bands that were headlining last year are headlining again. Like, Tame Impala is already a headliner again, and they were going to be the headliner last year. I think it's really weird, though, that no festival is addressing the year we've had in music. I was really uh, shocked to see, I think the person that has had the best, if anybody has had the best, the best quarantine album was Dua Lipa. And I really was shocked to not see her on like Outside Lands or the Las Vegas Life is Beautiful Festival. She must have some sort of plan because I thought she had, she did have one of the best albums of 2020 And I think she, I I would kill to see her live. So I will really be curious when her concert dates come out. But there are so many, I mean, like we never got to see Harry Styles tour. And now Harry Styles is a full-blown movie actor. Um, Has anybody heard any more dish about him and Olivia Wilde? Are they still a couple? We've got to keep. I mean, I got to divvy it up with you guys. Can we all agree in the audience? Like, can I assign somebody to be on Harry Styles' watch, and then somebody else can be on Courtney Kardashian' watch? And like, maybe if each one of the listeners, I can give you a special assignment, and then you can just report back to me when you hear any movement on the topic. Um, okay, you guys. I'm gonna get to it. I got to go hang out with my family a little bit more. It is Sunday night. I'm beat. Uh, But I want you guys to have the best week ever. I wish I could say something inspirational to you, but nothing is coming to me. All I can say is that we're five days away from Friday, and if we bust our ass... And if we really think good thoughts, really great things can happen this week. Uh, Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your friendship. Uh, If you're looking to do anything for me, I am a size large. And (laughs) if you're looking to do anything for me, rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Always support anybody that I have as a guest. Uh, They're doing this out of their free will, and I really appreciate it. Uh, If you want anything more, patreon five bucks a month gets you a bunch of different episodes me and maritza lopez just finished the first season of real housewives of miami recaps and i loved it and we're going on to the second season and i think that is it i hope you guys are doing well and i will talk to you on tuesday here is sophie ross
0: to you it's gonna
1: be quick you made the in the before hey welcome to monday this is monday we've got a whole week ahead of us we're going to start the week off right we have her back once again we missed her last week but she was moving into a new apartment because i think um i think probably people were like trying to break down the door at your other one because they were so upset <laughs> multiple i think the kardashian yeah, we're probably after like Kendall you.
0: Jenner. It was like the Kendall Jenner issue where I just had too many stalkers. Yeah, so. it was. It's,
1: so anyway, Sophie Ross is back. She just moved to a new apartment in New York. Um, I got to say, there was something comforting. There's always something comforting about your Twitter. But also, I love, um, I don't know why it fills me with such joy. You said, You said, I'm moving. And then like the next tweet was, I'm already in love with my mover. And I was like, I literally, it's like almost- If I was eating carbs right now, I would have got popcorn because I was like, here we go. Yes. Bring it home.
0: Wait, but I I told you that he ended up texting me and he sent me the link to a short film.
1: You can get you can make people stars now, Sophie. You could tweet his short film out.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was like, I don't know if I'm attracted to him or if he can just lift heavy boxes and like not sweat at all. I was like, whoa, you guys are so strong because like I would just shove one heavy box like across my room, across my apartment, Yeah. like packing. And I was like, "Ah," like so out of breath. And they were going up. I live like on a fourth floor walk up or that's where my old apartment was. So it was just up and down. And they were just like, okay. They were like these Israeli guys. They were like, okay, what's next? And I was like, you guys are so strong. And they're like, yes. Yes. They're please.
1: like, what's next? they are like, lift me onto my bed. Yeah, hey,
0: Like me.
1: <laughs> I love, I, you know, I feel like this is like a resurgence almost of it's like, it's like Sophie and the city. It's like, no, it's sex in the city. It's like, I love your extreme, uh, dare I say horniness on the timeline. You fall in love multiple times a week. And part of me is like, which one, like, I, I, I really, I spent time thinking about this. I was like, who's the guy that Sophie's going to settle down with. And I was like, I don't know if Sophie can settle down with the guy.
0: Well, it's funny. I actually, I've only been single since like august since like the early fall but this is so much more fun doing this podcast when i'm like single and have these like stories i
1: wish i had more single i don't know if i have single straight dudes i would love if i have any single straight dudes listening i would love to do a, a dial a date thing where we call in and we get sophie love because i but at the same time i think i would miss like everybody's a possibility in your world right now i feel like if you if you go to a Starbucks, like in the barista, like just like kind of looks at you the right way, you would tweet about the barista.
0: Yes, you're right. Oh my God. Is it that obvious that I'm horny on the on Main? <laughs> I guess I am. I guess. I you am. know, what's
1: great is that you blend it. You you're brilliant because I do want to give you uh major props for your uh, Betches article this week uh, about Khloe Kardashian, which was just beautifully written. So you can be as horny as you want on the timeline because you back it up. You have such a solid foundation to back it up with that you could literally, I mean, you could, you could post nude. I mean, you could post nudes of guys and it would be fine. Like you could, you could just be all the time posting like guy shirtless pics and it, I would be fine with it.
0: Well, like you'd think that like, I don't know, I would get more because I'm horny on me and I would get like more. De- oh my God. I do have a good story for you.
1: Please, please. Before we get into all the the pop culture, I need pop culture of Sophie's life.
0: Oh my God, this actually is a great story that I can't believe I haven't told earlier. Um, that basically so I you'd think I would get maybe more guys in my DMs. I really don't. Like I get no guys in my DMs, like ever. Like
1: because no you're too you're no, no, because I know exactly why, because your fan base is um, I, I think primarily very smart people, which are girls and gay dudes. Straight (laughs) dudes are not trying to read your articles And stuff like that, you know
0: I know, but it's still, like, annoying Like, come on It's
1: annoying, that's what I'm saying Because you would be perfect But I guess you have to take that to, like, dating apps Or
0: Maybe I do come across maybe a little scary Like, I'll, like, rip your head off If you say the wrong thing, which is true But, so basically this guy Slid into my DMs, like, a, a couple months ago And we started talking a little bit But basically it started with him saying that he thought I was hot and, and jokingly said, you know, feet pics. And I was like, you know, wait, wait, how do we know?
1: Jokingly said
0: he like, he was like, so what's the next step? Like me asking for feet pics. And I was like, I mean, for the right price, like I, I had just gotten a pedicure. Like, I think that actually was the last time I got a pedicure.
1: I announce that all the time. And I'll announce again, I'm willing to sell foot pics as well. So anybody out there that wants Sophie foot pics or mine, I will sell anything like that. I'm
0: sure there's like a market for yours also, but there's a market clearly for like, well, well well-groomed, like pedicured feet. And I had just gotten a pedicure. So I was like, you know what? Like for the right price. And he was like, what if I just Venmo'd you like $25? And I was like, you know what? It's no skin off my back. Sure. So I sent him- um, A request? picture. No, he just- he Venmoed me first. And I was like, I'm not going to scam you. Like, here you go. And so I sent him foot pictures and then we started DMing and we like kept DMing a little bit. And he asked for like, you know, more like just photos of me. And he Venmoed me like a hundred dollars on my birthday. And I just sent him some pictures and like, that's, and I was like, excited. just
1: feed pictures or more pictures,
0: like more pictures of just things yeah nothing nothing super like explicit like nothing crazy but like i was like if you're gonna send me like a hundred dollars like it's nothing like i can just well well,
1: can i well this is actually great because i
0: sent me selfies and he's actually like hot like now i kind of like have a crush
1: well where where does he live
0: in um california
1: let's call him right now i live in california in fact i can go visit him and check him out I could I could interview him he's separately. In separately. He's, in,
0: he's in Palo Alto, though. I don't want to dox him, and I hope he's not listening to this because I'll be really embarrassed. Because I actually like, like he he actually like just sounds like a he's like a, a nice guy. That happens. So it's
1: time. not Jimmy. Fa- it's not Jimmy Fallon. We can confirm it's not Jimmy Fallon you that you're DMing Jimmy him?
0: Fallon was like paying for like my foot pictures. What a what um, a twist
1: this is great though. I see this on Twitter all the time. And I, you're the perfect girl to ask because I don't know this internet behavior is that I notice a lot of the times now I'll see girls that really will in their bios, like drop their Venmo or their cash app. And they're just like, send me money just cause. And, and I'm like, is that a thing now where guys are just sending girls money just cause they're pretty?
0: Well, yeah, that's like been a thing, but I always, I, I mean, I, I've what I would rather do and what I'm going to do at some point, I just haven't yet, is set up some way, you know, for me to better monetize my cause right now I make no money from my from having a following. So I get girls like wanting to do that if they have like a Twitter or Instagram following or whatever it is. Like, I, I get people wanting to do that. I always just feel weird, like, straight up asking for cash. I'm like, no, I'm going to, like, give you content or do something, you know.
1: Well, you're a completely different thing because you actually do have content. I'm talking about, I've seen girls just say Venmo cash app and their account is nothing. Like, I mean, there's no, they're, they're not doing any kind of discourse. They're just saying, I'm pretty.
0: Just pay me tweets. For their tweets or their photos, though, that's their content. Like, they, that's their content. And,
1: and then somebody posted... Uh, their their DMs with like guys where guys will just straight up ask for nudes. The the people, that they don't even know the girls. They're just randomly popping into girls' DMs. And I love, I don't love, I think it's so weird that we have this like weird uh, free market economy where guys are just feeling free. It's just part of the thing. And now girls are almost used to strangers asking for their nudes or if they sell their nudes.
0: Yeah, I mean- you know, yes, that's very much. I and just, that's fine, that's fine. No, like, no,
1: I just didn't know if you. F-
0: like I was telling my friends actually that story about the the guy on Twitter and they were like a little like, oh my God, don't you think you're like worth more than that? And I was $100
1: like. A hundred dollars is pretty good.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit. Like who cares? I'm like very, you know, like I'm very sex positive as most people are in this day and age. Like I don't give a shit.
1: Well, I was sex positive until I saw this week's Summer House. And now I never want to see or hear sex ever again. I don't want to hear pig grunting sounds. I don't, I mean, like, I think grunting is beautiful when it's between a man and a woman or a man, man, woman, woman in any scenario, as long as I don't have to hear it on a, a reality show. I don't need to hear a, uh, uh, uh. I don't need that in my life.
0: Wait, is that why people, okay. So people kept mentioning like, like calling Hannah like a pig, which I was like, whoa, that's like a little like harsh, but I think that's why I was seeing it so much after this week's episode. I guess they thought she sounded like a pig having sex. There was like a <laughs> I don't get it. I understand now.
1: No, I mean it's just it's like a I just I always like to think of like I always joke around saying like oh it smells like pig sweat in here if like if you go into a room after somebody's it's just like a stupid joke but there is something 15 is year oldish
0: Is that a thing? It smells like pig sweat?
1: It's a horrible thing with me. I don't think it's like I don't think I've coined something. I just think it's like a stupid thing. A stupid gross thing to say, but it lines up exactly with Hannah and Dez's sophomoric. Oh. like I mean, I feel like they're telling each other horrible jokes during sex. Like was- knock knock
0: it was just childish. Like, it was just immature. Like, it wasn't cool. You could tell that they were seeking attention and, like, being performative. Yeah, they probably were, like, telling each other jokes. But wait, the part that made me want to throw up and die literally was when we could hear Des be like, push your bathing suit bottoms to the side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine imagine watching that with my parents. I watched that with my parents. I made them watch it with me. And- <laughs> Okay, yeah, going. no, they watch. I watched with my parents, and like, I just it's just horrible to look over and look at my dad watching this and my mom watching this and knowing that they probably haven't felt emotions like this in years. And now they have to watch, and and my dad is just really grossed out by Hannah. And uh, it, it well, but but it is funny, I it's just they would
0: when your dad is grossed out by her.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it travels, you don't need to watch the whole show to get it, you know, but it is, I mean. Part of me was like, okay, well, at least there's somebody for everybody. At least Des, like, as long as they're doing it for each other, I just don't want to have to hear the sounds associated. And and also, what kind of maniac goes into somebody else's bathroom and potentially splooges everywhere when it's like another, and it's a, he posted a picture of that bathroom. It's huge. Did you see the bathroom picture?
0: Yes, everything. And I had already actually seen the house. I found it on like Zillow or like one of the sites. So I had actually already seen that bathroom and I was like, damn, Amanda (laughs) and Kyle got so lucky with the master bed and bath. But yeah, that's fucking disgusting. Everything about it is disgusting, disrespectful. And this is also a 45-year-old man. Like- You'd think that he would, you know, be a little bit more in there on camera. And when you say, you know, there's, I guess there's someone for everyone. Like, I just don't even think their relationship is genuine. I think that there- Well,
1: it is in the sense that they both want attention. That's a genuine emotion that they both feel. I thought the dichotomy though, between their relationship and how comfortable and almost gregarious he seemed on camera matched very differently than Danielle's boyfriend, Robert, who I'm like, I can't get a sense of this guy at all. I love Danielle. I love Danielle.
0: I thought they were so cute. And Danielle being like, you know, the caterpillars in the pool, like, kill themselves. I was like, that is so me on, like, a first date. Like, that is so (laughs) But, like, I love the
1: fact that they probably went into the room and cuddled. And maybe did some petting or whatever, and you compare that with like, oh, uh oh, oh, let's go into Kyle's underwear drawer, uh oh, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure like Danielle and Robert had like just normal sex, and it just wasn't even worth the summer house. For that's what I always think of though is the editors that have to sift through that footage and actually listen to that and watch it. And like, what? Remember, remember those those people that first of all, Hannah should know how it feels because remember last season when those people, you know um, were there was a guy eating a girl out on their bed.
1: Yeah.
0: And yes. Actually, you know, Remy Casimir. <laughs> um, she hosts how come podcast. No. Anyway, so she says that she actually knew that person with a girl that was getting, and she, and they didn't, they showed their faces on, yeah. because they had already signed the release form. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. But, Hannah, but they didn't, they probably weren't thinking of the cameras because they're not cast members. They don't think about the hidden cameras in the bedrooms when they were looking to have sex. I'm like, those producers or the editors saw everything. And Hannah should know how that feels to have someone literally go down on someone else on your bed and that's apparently exactly what they did to kyle and amanda
1: well that i mean i do think you bring up an interesting point about i mean summerhouse but all reality shows is that i think as we get further into the development of these things i think the real show is you know during the day is that but at night i would love it to switch over to production almost like a you know behind the scenes thing where we get to hear production go holy fuck i had to I had to tape Hannah and Dez having sex all day. I got to decompress. This is just, I, I feel nauseous. Can I get go home early? You know, like I would love to hear the horror stories of that day. I was talking to Ian Gelfand, the producer of Summer House on Thursday, and he was talking about getting Luke out, you know, during the fight. And, you know, he really is really at this point on three seasons in is good friends with uh, Carl and Luke. And Carl, by the way, announced he's, 60 days sober, I believe, on Watch What Happens Live. That's
0: 90 days.
1: Maybe it's 90 days. Sorry. Sorry, 90 days. Sorry to take 30 away from you, Carl. But, um, you know, he was speaking of these people like friends. And I did ask the question. I said, do you ever have to tell Paige to get off her phone and get in the scene? You know? And he goes, well, no, we don't really. I, I mean, I, I want her off the phone to, like, participate. And he goes, sometimes I will text her and say hey, could you participate in this conversation? And she'll be like, yeah, of course. So I love that there's those reminders of we need her to get in the scene or we need somebody else to get in the scene. But I love the thought of production. I mean, I feel like that's where our minds go now or how real are these and how are they doing this?
0: Yeah. See, that's what I don't like about Hannah and Paige. I mean, Hannah, for a million reasons, is not likable this season. But like Hannah and Paige, just in general, I feel like they're treating it just as like, you know, any like Hamptons getaway with your friends where you lay in bed. And like, look, if you look at my Twitter from today, all of my Twitter is basically talking about how much like I love laying in bed and sleeping until 2 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, they're,
1: it's relatable. I feel
0: shame around it. So like, I would be that person that would sleep way too late and like be on my phone and not want to get out of bed. I get it. But when you are on, when it is your job to like put on a show and like, you know, do something like get up. Like, that's what I, I just don't like how I'm getting the vibe that they're kind of treating it as as like, Oh, this is kind of like a vacation for us. Easy, you know, easy money. Like they're kind of just phoning it in. And even Hannah, like with her, like, like you could argue that, you know, Hannah is like really putting on a show. I'm like, but it's not even like genuine. Like everything about it is just like, like half-assed, like just like bullshit, like how they're acting. Like it's just not entertaining.
1: And I think it is interesting that the audience is picking up on that. I think the majority of people, you know, went in really liking Hannah and now has switched. I wanted to read you something that came out this week and I had heard rumblings about this, but we got a uh, Dumois blind uh, about this that kind of confirmed it, and I wanted to get your opinion on oh, it.
0: Oh, my God. I've been so bad about checking up on Jamal. So. I know.
1: Well, and, and, and weirdly enough, I think sometimes... She told me that she's actually getting throttled sometimes where it's not showing up in people's feeds. Um, so, this was a uh, subject Bravo combo menu. Have it on real authority that Bravo is combining franchises more than you think. Lindsay from Summerhouse is dating a new castmate from Winterhouse, male model named Jason. He probably makes her sandwiches. LOL. Paige Summerhouse is hooking up with Craig Southern Charm. Craig has broken up with Natalie. Sierra Summerhouse is hooking up with Austin. Madison doesn't care as she is now hooking up with Whitney Shep Austin Carl and Luke um, and uh, are all currently spending the weekend together at a golf tournament Bravo is combining the shows and the hose and I I do think there is this cross pollination happening and I'm wondering if it seems like natural friendships are brewing, but I wonder if there was an email that went out at Bravo of like, hey, would anybody be willing to fuck anybody from any of the other casts? You know, like it feels-
0: Think about it, like- Think about it like MTV, like the challenge, how they would always do like real world road rules and like combine all their hot young people to see what else would happen. So I feel like it makes sense that Bravo would take their like hot young stars because you can't do that with like the real housewives. You have to take like, you know, your summer house, your southern charm. I'm sure like I think pump rules. There were supposed to be Tom and Tom in winter house. And then that didn't pan out. So yeah. you know, they take the young, hot stars and kind of cross pollinate that, like, makes sense to me. And, like, look, we're all they already have their built in fan bases, so it's better than you know, starting. Uh, it's like you know, how movie studios know that if you do a a franchise or a you know, uh, what's it called, a remake, a remake, yeah. whatever it is, where you already have the fan base, like- yeah. I mean,
1: this is, I, I think it's really smart, and also because right now, it, it, it's, I guess. Thrilling the fan base, sure but they've got to now think towards the future of bringing new people in, because I'm scared that it's just the same 20 of us watching these shows and you know nobody new is coming in. Because I always wonder that about the Housewives shows. Like at this point, who is coming into New York, Real Housewives of New York cold? Like, I think I'll pick it up this season. I've never watched it before. You know, I think sometimes Bravo shows are so ingratiated with their fan base that there's no way to get new people in because the sheer uh, enormity of all the seasons is is daunting it's like if i started law and order now and i've never seen it before i have to get through 22 seasons to like catch up
0: well i think that's the job of like casting like they need to do a good job of who they cast because i feel like the people that come in as fans like i feel like for some reason like Sierra I didn't get the vibe that she like had come in with like besides you know the fact that I think she may have gotten manipulated by Hannah
1: oh did you see she came out and was like I, I take offense to being manipulated yeah. I'm a smart person you know
0: yeah, yeah yeah she came out but like at the same time it's like I don't know I think the viewers can kind of tell that there was some sort of like that was happening
1: I mean it kind of was and I know it might not be fun to admit it but like it it was what happened. And Hannah even admitted she went for Sierra after that. Like Hannah admitted that in an interview that of course she tried to ingratiate herself with Sierra after the Luke thing blew up.
0: Yeah, I feel like Hannah, like admitting all of this stuff on like Watch What Happens Live, I feel like she's acting like she's like, a a genius a reality tv genius like she's like just producing everything herself and she's like doing a favor for all of us and it's like no do less like you shouldn't be admitting this stuff because we don't want to know that you're self-producing we want this to be authentic i think what makes people love like danielle this season for instance is that she's just herself and she's genuinely just friends with like carl and Lindsay. so it's all just she just fits in naturally whereas like (laughs) at this point it's like who is hannah friends with she ever she's mean to everyone. Everyone. She's like alienated herself from everyone from like, you know, just getting in fights with it's It just doesn't feel natural.
1: I do think uh, it is. I got relieved when I saw because, so did you know they filmed the summer house reunion on Friday? They filmed Real uh, Housewives of Dallas. Know. They filmed Real Housewives of Dallas reunion on Thursday and then somewhere else on Friday, which I'm like, Andy, as Andy gets older, I worry about him. I'm like, you can't have, like, the Rolling Stones can't do two nights in a row. You know, Andy needs a day or two in between, but part of me thought Dallas has been kind of a dud of a season, so maybe that's a good warm-up. And I don't know if you guys heard out there listening, but... Carrie Brittingham, who I hated this season on Dallas, supposedly tested positive for COVID, so she got to the reunion, they tested her, she tested positive, and Carrie had sat on the flight next to Brandy Redman, who was holding her baby the whole time, so Brandy might have COVID, so they had to quarantine in hotel rooms, and all of a sudden do a last minute thing where Brandy and Carrie will be on video, and the rest of the cast will be in person,
0: oh, and that 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 would suck to be the person on video
1: but carrie i mean like i'm sorry i know you probably didn't watch dallas this season but carrie was annoying as fuck and brandy was annoying as well too so i kind of think there is a little bit of uh karma uh i I don't think it'll be good for the the viewing audience because you know if people need to really come out against brandy she acted like a maniac this season and shouldn't have been on the air
0: i've been trying to watch dallas from the beginning but i told you i can't get season one I think I just need to watch it on the Bravo app because it's not for yeah. Hulu.
1: But so I'm, I'm curious. I think it's just a mess of a season. It's going to be a mess of a reunion. Um, I was kind of bummed that they're all not going to be in person, but that's what happens when you still don't take this shit seriously. Like, yeah, we're still in a pandemic. You still got to like do basic things. Like, you know, and Carrie was so annoying all season that it totally makes sense that she got COVID this week and went on a plane. Um, But all that leads up to then Summer House was on Friday. And I uh, I was really worried. I was hoping Luke would do good. I'm in full Luke's corner. Um, and I know I saw, I was relieved to see that he was hanging out with Carl, Lindsay, and Danielle after the reunion, according to his Instagram stories.
0: Yeah, no, it seems like they're honestly all friends. Except, except Hannah. for Hannah. Yeah, that's what's interesting. It's like, I think that... Like, too big for her britches. And, like, what what we talked about a couple weeks ago that I think just Hannah is someone who let her ego get, it just exploded unchecked, and it ended up being her downfall because I don't think that she's gonna, you know, make, and, and, you know, people are saying that Kyle, since he was season one, he kind of has a say in who gets cast, and he has more, he's not a producer, but he has kind of a producer role, which I was reading and maybe read it, So I'm not positive exactly where I was reading this, but it makes sense that Kyle, he was the one that kind of pitched the show and he's like this entrepreneur guy. So I can see that being like- Yeah. That Kyle has like the most power and Hannah thinking that she could beat, it's kind of like the Workest Twins when the Workest Twins like thought that they were going to get, you know, that they would win, but then they ended up choosing Carl. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It's kind of similar to that where I feel like Hannah thought she was the star and I feel like it's completely blown up in her face because there's no way. No, and people can argue with me. I will bet my life savings on it that Hannah Burner will not get asked back to Summer House.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Sophie, I got, I just recently got a DM from a psychic that says, Hannah will not be back this season. So yeah, I take that I just, as what. That joke? No, I'm fucking around because she did the same thing on Summer House. And no, I'm making. By the I way, you guys, you guys, if you need to like start shit with any of your friends, just say, remember, say you got a DM from a psychic and then just fill in the blank from there. And you yeah. can totally. Should we tell them about our Luke Goldbrunson text exchange?
0: Oh my God, yes.
1: Okay. Yes. So, so I, I really am obsessed with Luke's song, uh Suit and Tie, Hair Slick Back. And, and, in a joking way, but also in a not joking way, because I b- do believe that he is a fuckboy in a way, but I think there's a really nice sincerity there. I think he's getting railroaded a little bit, but I also wanted to support him. And so I um, I texted him and Sophie and I just said, hey, I, I was like... I would love for you to come on the podcast and sing the song suit and tie hair slicked back. And I was like, why not try? I doubt he'll say yes. I don't think it's a, you know, but at the same time, I think that would be such an amazing podcast moment that just would be so magical and really unite a lot of people. And he wrote back, he was like, Uh, and this is private, you guys, don't share this with anybody. He goes, I actually was supposed to get in the studio last week. I hadn't played that song in 10 years and couldn't remember the lyrics. I have my notebook here and found him. My guitar cracked as well. I'm pissed. I have to bring it to Guitar Center. No humidifier and hanging on the wall. J-45 cracked. Now he's speaking full musician lingo. I don't even know what J-45 means. He goes, I will send you the recording when I do it. The song is called, get ready for this. This is a podcast exclusive the song is called date night i wrote it and then he goes this is so he goes the song is called date night i wrote it for a girl i used to date and then i go dude i would love that so much which i would really appreciate it and then i wrote song of the summer and he wrote lol i don't know about that and i was like oh my god he's really like The guy is, the guy is taking, yeah. And like, and that's, and made me want to hear the song anymore. And you jumped in and you were so nice, you know, and you said, but yes, date night is the song of the summer, hot girl, white boy, summer starting pistol. And I don't like you is everything to me as well. Which, by the way, did you see? Luke started selling I don't like you uh, yes. shirts, and you had that idea first, but he did it wrong. He didn't do the period I in think, between.
0: I think that the merch—if you wore that sweatshirt—you wouldn't get the reference. I think the merch needs to be more clear that it's Summerhouse. Sorry. Yeah,
1: and I period don't period. He put it all as one sentence, and you then wrote, uh, "Sophie, you go. This is the best moment of my I, of my life." Which then I was just like, "Sophie and Luke are gonna like get it on." I think. And then they, they started, uh, Oh, okay. Do you guys, okay. And then he sent, he sent the lyrics, you guys.
0: The full lyrics.
1: He sent the full lyrics. Are you guys ready? Okay. Let go, baby. Don't you hold on tight. Put your dancing shoes on. It will be all right. Listen to our song on the radio. Kiss my lips, darling, and hold on tight. I'll love you every minute. I can't resist. So be my baby tonight. And then it's the chorus, suit and tie, hair slicked back. And it repeats. Um, so we got the lyrics to the song and he was so genuine. And I love that. I thought this was a song he was making up moment to moment in the summer house. Turns out he wrote this song 10 years ago. Like
0: this is decade in the making.
1: I had no clue. He had been working on this for 10 years, which now I need a VH one behind the music. I need more of the creative process. Cause then I'm like, how many other songs does he have in there?
0: We need an unplugged, you yes. know.
1: Well, I've heard I've heard uh Billy Joel interviews where they go song by song. And I would love to do that with Luke as well. And as well with Sheena Shea, I would love to go song by song and just see where they were at at that you time.
0: Imagine Good as Gold. Unblocked. Oh, see.
1: Yeah. Like, did you know? Uh, yeah. Could you imagine? I heard um, uh, I Kissed a Girl acoustic with Katy Perry. I think Sheena could do the same thing with Good yeah, as Gold.
0: Exactly. Like, that would be incredible. Like, it could be a,
1: a torch song, like a ballad almost. Um, exactly. But I do want to shout, like, Luke is such a genuine nice guy. We were texting with him and he had every right to tell me to buzz off and like, ha jokester. And he took it seriously and it made me love him even more. And I got to say, and I really, I really do want to hear that song. I really will push it. I will play the shit out of that thing when it comes out. So keep an eye out for that. You guys, I will keep you posted. Yeah, but
0: He didn't really give a yes or no answer. So I think we just need to follow up and like, you know, ask and then,
1: that. well, I did. I did text. I did text him on Friday night and it said, "Hope it went well." He did not respond back, uh, so I don't know if he's mad at me. Okay, I don't.
0: I I'll say about the reunion is that I think with the- and what I've noticed about Bravo reunions over the years is that once they realize they have fans on their side, they feel more empowered to like be like, you know what, I'm not going to let you like like you know treat me like shit or gaslight me or whatever it is and I feel like now that Luke knows that he has the fans on his side he'll I think that he probably got more of a backbone for the reason yeah
1: Notice just me? the thing that scares me though is that Luke doesn't have a way with words I mean he does in that song of course but that took 10 years to write so on the moment though if, if he's able I don't know I get scared that he's might not be able to throw it back if Hannah lobs something at him. And I believe Hannah will be very practiced.
0: Kyle and Amanda, I think would be ready to pound, especially after the bathroom episode.
1: And you guys, this is the first in-person reunion for Summer House. This isn't a watch what happens live set. They got their own set. So that is very exciting. Um, I know people, you know, some people, a couple of people wrote in saying, don't talk about Summer House all the time, but I'm sorry. It's the best show that I like right now, but I've got a lot of other things I wanted to talk to Sophie about. And, uh, let's start with um, Taylor Swift re-released uh, Fearless, Taylor's version on Friday, which I think is just so amazing that we have now an album that is purely out there at, at, out of spite. And it is done so perfectly. Um, what did you think? Have you listened to the the new Taylor's version of Fearless?
0: So I actually haven't had a chance to listen yet. I like consider myself a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not like a hardcore Swiftie, but like I'm def- I've am i had ever more actually like on repeat for months. But um no, I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I'm excited to. But yeah, I'm excited for Taylor and fuck Scooter Braun forever. Yeah, fuck Scooter Braun
1: forever. I would be curious for you to listen to it and I want to see if it affects your summer at all. If you feel more powerful being a woman oh, listening it, to this album.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll definitely, um, it'll definitely bring me back to uh, when that album came out when I actually was 15. When that song, because when you... I was 15 when that song came out. So I was like, Oh my God, this was written for me.
1: Well I mean I I I mean I'm an older man and I thought it was written for me. Like I mean, I went hiking and listened to that the other day and I think I was singing 15 and like people were passing me. I was getting so many weird looks, but I they, they she put all these bonus tracks on it and I will say it is wonderfully done. I thought it was so cool she hired the stu- her touring band to do all the studio mus- musician stuff. I love always her ethics behind everything. The only thing I thought was I listened to it all at once and it's an hour and 45 minutes, you guys. It is a long album. And after a while though, if you listen to it all at once, you kind of get to a point where you're like, we get it, like that guy hurt you. Like, I mean, like I'm so sorry, but like how many different ways and different like melodies can you, obviously a lot, but like, I'm like, and this is supposedly about Joe Jonas, which um cracks me up, but also makes me sad in a different way. But also Joe Jonas is now married to Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, I do think it is interesting. Somebody tweeted that, like, imagine, imagine thinking you're past this album that's written about you. And then all these years later, she's like, hey, I'm going to redo this. Let's get back into this discourse of me hating you. And I think that's, like, wild.
0: Not to be a bit, but there, I just have never understood, like, any sort of appeal with Joe Jonas like
1: oh I like, couldn't tell you one no. Jonas brother song I just find it funny that they're called Joe bros and I find it funny also that supposedly there's a younger Jonas brother that's not part of the group like I I like I want to know more about that kid that didn't get to be in Jonas brothers like you know, that to me is hysterical. The one kid that didn't get to be in the band.
0: What do they call him again? The bonus Jonas?
1: Bonus Jonas. Yeah. Bonus Jonas. Imagine being called bonus. Like, it's bad enough to probably be picked on for being in the Jonas Brothers. And then bonus Jonas. Like, I mean, you wouldn't be able to show your face anywhere.
0: Um. Yeah, that would suck. That would um, suck. I always you- think about just being siblings of celebrities in general. I'm like, that would suck to just always be in the shadow of like your sol- sibling.
1: Do you think in terms of Taylor Swift's dating history, and I always think it's bullshit that people give her crap about dating a lot of dudes. And it's like, are you kidding me? Men do this all the time and don't get nearly the amount of material out it. But do you think that sometimes there's been guys that have said, hey, another thing, could you please not write anything about this? Like, could you please? Like, I mean, I wonder if there's any guys that's like, hey, I know this didn't work out, but is there any way you cannot use this?
0: Well, like, I feel like now that's not I feel like that's not an accurate like depiction of Taylor's music now that she she writes it all about her like most recent relationship because look at her last two albums it's like I don't think those were about and those were about what's his name that she's dating now or.
1: no what? no I think she actually she actually now tells stories that are right. about different girls right. and different exactly. you know
0: So I think that now that it, like, it became a pattern clearly for a while where, you know, it like was her thing that people made fun of her for. And I don't think that's like her narrative. She, she wants to be excluded from that narrative. So I feel like it's like not as much of an issue. I'm sure that over the years, you know, that scared people off for sure. But like,
1: Well, I mean, like when you... When you were 15 and you were dating guys, I mean, were you were you the type of girl that was writing uh, bad or good poetry about them when your heart broke or anything like that? Were you that kind of writer?
0: I've definitely written like, just like personal stuff like that. It's like a good creative outlet. Like I've, I haven't ever published it or like put it out there. But like, yes, yeah, so someone who likes to write like, oh my God, I actually wrote like a modern love essay. Like, you know, modern love. I never submitted it, but it was like after a breakup and I like found it on my computer the other day. And I was like, oh my God, this is so funny that I wrote this and I just like never did anything with it. But yeah, that's like normal. Like I can't blame anyone for that.
1: I was thinking the other day about... I keep thinking about the passage of time and I, I keep, th- you know, just in terms of these reality shows that are now like spanning in 15 years or the Kardashians in the terms of 20 seasons and how we've seen time pass and things change or things not change. But I was also thinking about love and being in love in the past and that feeling um, that everybody gets and, and listening to Taylor's album is that love when you're really in love or in like, like really that first part of love or deep, like your brain doesn't work right there's some kind of like serotonin or some kind of chemical that like you think like a fucking idiot. You don't even like you're, you're, you end up harming yourself because you can't think clearly because you're so in love with this person. And most of the time, this person does not feel the same way back for you. And I find that so fascinating that it is this weird drug where you love is like, you don't think straight for like a good three or four months. And then you come back to earth.
0: Oh yeah. It's like rose colored glasses. Yeah, yeah, no, Uh, it
1: is. Well, so speaking of passage of time, speaking of the Kardashians, uh, I I I guess we got to get into this because this happened while you were away, or it started happening, and um, we, you know, supposedly MJ or now whoever they're saying an assistant slipped up and posted a photo of Khloe Kardashian, um, which I, to my untrained eye, I thought, oh. I knew it was on uh, airbrushed or un-retouched or whatever, but I was like, I didn't think anything of it except for, oh, I, I like her face here, I think. Um, and I was like, oh, she has a flat stomach. I didn't really think anything like, ha she looks like ugly and fat. I thought she looked good.
0: Uh- great. She looked great in that photo. She looked amazing. I think the, the thing, and I texted this to you too, I think that the reason that, she didn't like it and why the family was trying it. It wasn't because, you know, she looked fat. Like that wasn't it. I think it was the fact that her stomach, it wasn't perfectly smoothed out. And she usually smooths out that area. So you can't tell that she's had, you know, a BBL or liposuction, but she does have the liposuction look on her stomach. That's
1: what a lot of girls said. And I didn't realize I I can't spot those things or, and I don't look for those things. So I didn't really know.
0: Exactly. Most people wouldn't be able to notice that. It's literally only people like me that kind of, like, know what that is that would notice that. And I think the Kardashians obviously go out of their way to make sure that that isn't ever shown. So that's why they were freaking out, in my opinion. Um, But, yeah, she looked great. She looked great.
1: So this turned out to be a saga where she was shutting down people's accounts, uh, which I still don't know how that legally worked um, or or why that was happening. And Twitter takedowns, Instagram takedowns, it, it was affecting people's accounts just for sharing this photo, which I didn't even really see the big deal. But all of a sudden we realized it was a very big deal to her. And if you've watched this season or in years past, you know, obviously Chloe is in a obviously now we know a very fragile mental state um, where it, I, I actually like, oh shit, I am worried about her because you have people like Tristan, uh, you know, Tristan's fucked her over the public. She thinks has fucked her over. She's fucking over herself. Her mom has fucked her over because her mom has leveraged her, uh, you know, her mental health for an empire. And I just got so confused. Then she wrote an essay kind of back to us, the fan base, and explained all of these things and tried to strike a sympathetic tone, you guys, where we should feel bad for her. And you know what? For a while I did take that in and I thought about it and I felt bad for certain situations. But then at the end, and I said this on Friday to you guys, I came down on the side of you created this game. Your family created this game. Don't all of a sudden cry for Argentina because You don't like the game all of a sudden and you don't even have the balls now to set it straight and go, that is my stomach. Look how hot I still am. Look how, like, look how I, I, what a great moment to pivot and say, I don't need to be a slave to any of this stuff. And you guys are all idiots for loving this as well. The, all the shit we made you get into. Like, what are all your thoughts on this? I, I read your article, but I would love for you to say a couple things. I mean,
0: it was, it was a missed opportunity. I agree with you there. The reaction was where I was like, this is so stupid. Like, this is so toxic. Like, the way that she reacted to show her her body like to show off her body being like, this is what my body actually looks like. It was like, she was saying there was something wrong with how her body looked before, which is fucked up because other people seeing her body will be like, oh my God, this is wrong. That like, my body looks like this. Seeing her unretouched body was just a missed opportunity. And it sent a horrible, toxic message. And I don't feel bad for her because, well, yes, she did not get treated easily by the media for years. Now it's like, They, they control what society's beauty standards are and they are more than happy to like capitalize and make money off of women feeling insecure until, you know, like it affects them in a bad way. A.K. you know, Chloe has an unflattering photo going around and, you know, people are ripping her apart because of how much she photoshops. Now it's an issue, but you know, like when it comes to like making money, like they're completely fine with setting all of these like unrealistic beauty standards. Like shut up, Chloe. I just do not feel bad for her well, at this
1: point. What's the end game though? That's what I, I don't know what Chloe's in game. You're making these hard stands right now Putting all of this out in the press, where are you going with this? There is no competition. You're not gonna one day win most prettiest, flattest stomach girl in the world. There is no award for that. Like, clean up your side of the street. Make sure your husband isn't strain once COVID hit. Like, I mean, this to me is like this conversation we keep happening, but it's a conversation that is so one-sided with us saying one thing, all the public, and then her saying one thing, but she's never done a full, I would, I would kill to hear an interview where there was an actual back and forth dialogue with somebody that was able to go, okay, I totally get what you're saying in terms of, you know, how much you've been through, but do you not think that your family has set these standards up? So you're kind of a slave to what your family has done and you've profited off this many, many times over, I would love to hear that conversation because right now we're just writing words or saying words. She's writing words or saying words. It's not any kind of dialogue. And she puts a period on things when it should be an open-ended argument.
0: Totally. And I think it's like, it's just surprising that Kim, Kim was the one that filmed that Instagram live. Like Kim was on board with this reaction where I'm like, I get it because Kim, you know, is just as toxic with her surgery and Photoshopping and lying about it, all of that. But I like to think that Kim is smarter than that. Like Kim knows, you know, how to like keep up with, you know, what is going to keep the brand relevant. Like I'm surprised by their reaction, honestly, because like half of me is surprised, but it's I just am like, it's just so embarrassing. All of it is embarrassing. All of it is just so out of step with what is cool and what actual like real people want right now. And like, they just kind of alienated women everywhere with that well, moot. I, and I wrote that in the Betches essay too. I was like, they just completely showed themselves for like, they're fat phobic. They alienated women. Like, I, I have, you know, I, it's not like I am plus size, but even I felt just completely alienated by their behavior. Like I just everything about it. I was like, it's just I can't believe Kim was behind this. We always think of her as a savvy businesswoman. And I think, you know, the more I watch them, the more I think they were just in the right place at the right time.
1: Well, I mean, I just, I thought, it, what a shame we have this really cool moment where they're ending the show. What a cool way to pivot at this point and say, we will now set fire to everything that we've done and let's embrace, and you would have such a beautiful retirement. Like think about how amazing it would be for these people to be able to go on vacation and eat whatever they want, you know, exercise regularly, like a regular person, but not have to show your stomach ever again. Like at one point they will have to It'd say be, goodbye like, to those things.
0: It would things. be like the Hills finale where the backdrop like jobs, but you know what it is? It's because, and I've said this before, they're not as rich as they want us to believe they are. Kim is not a billionaire. They need to keep making money. They couldn't retire today if they wanted to, because they spend money faster than they can make it. They wouldn't be able to keep up their life. You really think
1: so? You it really think
0: never, that it will never be over for them. It will never, they will never be satisfied.
1: I will say that is one of those things when I, I do think about this a lot, you guys. I do think like sometimes, yeah, it'd be nice to have, be able to buy like cars I want and pay them off in a whole. but I would not want to be the Kardashians for anything in the world.
0: They're so unhappy. It I-
1: seems so miserable. Oh, and yeah. it's, I mean, it is so, every aspect of that life now that they've created, if you watch the first season to now, I mean, I was watching Corey Gamble try to act like he wanted to eat Chris's ass for a whole episode. And I'm just like, This has gone so far off the rails. I don't believe anything. You throw Addison Ray into the picture and it's not even like a weird thing. It's just like we've now accepted Courtney's like in her Michael Jackson era where she's just hanging out with young people. And by the way, I keep saying this, but I'm going to remind people again, Courtney and Travis are a boring couple. Don't try to overhype these people that barely say any sentences. You know, I'm sorry. This is not romance, them each saying they look hot on each other's Instagram comments. I'm sorry. That don't do shit for me. And if you have 800 million tattoos if he throws another one on that is not the height of romance that is just maintenance that he needed probably got a free tattoo after he got nine in a row you know yeah sorry i just i get mad about that because i'm like why do we make you know i i hate to say it, like in my day we had celebrities that were fascinating but like the the image of them are fascinating courtney isn't actually fascinating it's
0: becoming less fat like nothing about them to me is interesting anymore and again that but yet we
1: we still we are, are talking even-
0: No, but I don't even hate Keep Up With Them anymore. Like, I used to at least, like, I never really, like... Followed them on Instagram, but I would at least like stock their Instagrams. Now I just don't (laughs) care. Like, and I think that that again is something that they are completely miscalculating is like, and I, and I said this a couple of weeks ago too. I was like, I think they need to show their personalities more. They don't show their, they don't have personalities anymore. And I think that is a major disconnect. They're not connecting with audiences like they used to. And I think it's a miscalculation. Like, I just don't care. And I used to at least like, I went from being a fan to being like a hate watcher And now I'm just like, they're embarrassing and like becoming irrelevant.
1: I do. I think uh, Kim said this once, I think a couple seasons ago to Courtney and I always uh, laugh about this. And I think it has a deeper meaning Uh, when Kim told Courtney, she is the least interesting Kardashian to look at. And I said, that is the family they live in. You guys, they do preach family and they are a close family. But at the end of the day, that are, those are the kind of words that are thrown around of. I know you you and by the way Kim will probably say off mic oh Chloe will never get the stomach she wants like you know they probably they do use image as weapons against each other they're not really on each other's side and then
0: it's like yeah Chloe it's like the call is coming from inside the house if you want to complain about society's beauty standards it is your fucking sister sisters
1: one like, well, then Chloe making fun of uh back in the day of Chloe Grace Moretz's body. Remember when she was yeah. in that Twitter battle battle with it's that Jordan actor?
0: Woods and Jordan Woods. She called Jordan. The
1: Jordan a Woods. Fa- I mean, that's the thing is that like Chloe, I really do appreciate. I have body issues. I have sadness about these things for myself. But like the fact that you then ha- there's a litter of examples of you going exactly against the behavior that you say you you're doing the behavior that you say that has hurt you so much you have put that out in the world just as much as it's coming back to you and the jordan woods yeah i mean we watched that thing go down when it's like she's with tristan still the one man that was responsible for all of this and jordan took all i mean jordan really took all of the blame i mean th- those women go against i mean chris jenner and by the way i think mj will probably die in the next couple couple weeks i think chris jenner will put a hit out on mj for releasing that photo
0: I'm, i'm like worried about mj i feel really bad like i on it i genuinely feel bad and that's sad like and that's that's a point when we talk about like you know like oh how great would it be to have that much money you know what, I wouldn't like, they're so miserable, the reaction to that photo. And that's why, you know, I, I wrote that whole essay about it. I'm like, they hate themselves so much. Like they are not people that we should be looking up to. They hate themselves. They are miserable, unhappy people that are in a prison of their own making and they will never get out as long as, you know like they're this money-making machine that, you know, Chris Jenner wants them to be. Um, I mean,
1: just imagine calling MJ and say, Hey M, you, you done fucked up. We we want all our photos back. We want your phone. We're coming to San Diego and we're confiscating everything that you have because I do not want any any more uh, releases from you, MJ. Like, you know, there is a, a tough conversation that Chris probably had to have with their mom, and it explains that um all of her daughters are are, are crazy. And yeah. can't handle photos of themselves taken without a artist, uh, you know, working. Like, I always wonder those those retouches and stuff like that. She said uh, in her statement, she, didn't she say, like, light retouching? And I was like, girl, that is like the Mona Lisa. You've had people working on some of that stuff for months. There's not light retouching going on there. There is full yeah. facial. And I always say, you always see her on those headache commercials for, like, what is that headache medicine? She's like...
0: Oh, my God, I don't know, but that commercial's always on.
1: Well, it's like, um, girl, you...
0: And it's the way she says migraine, like it's it's such a weird commercial.
1: I mean, how is that pitch to Chloe too? Of like, Chloe, we've got a big opportunity. Like, I love Chris Jenner going around the room. Like, Chris, uh, Kim, you're going to be on Vogue this month. Kylie, uh, you know, Forbes wants you. Um, uh, Chloe, um, how about a headache medicine? What What do you think about that? Is that exciting?
0: I think that Chloe accepts like a lot of the lower, like she accepts pretty much any like those Febreze ads that she always does. And I actually I read the Kardashian subreddit sometimes and there was like an unpopular opinion thread the other day. And someone made a really good point, a salient point that I actually felt sad agreeing with is that Chloe is like a B-list Kardashian. Like she is just not on the same like she she's never invited to the Met Gala, which I, I don't think Courtney is either.
1: I mean, Met Gala is a state of mind and you really do portray yourself as a certain kind of celebrity to get there. And you're right. Chloe um, does not present herself in a way that the Met, I mean, the Met Gala really is like interesting people, artistic people. I mean, Kim only got there because of Kanye. I mean, so they, they ushered in, um, you know, it's like in the Godfather, win, and the third one, they, they, they gave a lot of money to the Catholic church because they wanted to start, you know, being, uh, not considered criminals anymore. And the Kardashians are the same way. They're trying to, you know, whitewash their image again and like present themselves as the first family and the, the family, the royal family, if, if you will. And there's still that kind of, you see these things like that happen this week. And I'm like, I just don't think they are ever going to fully get there.
0: Well, society is just rapidly changing, and, like, that's why I'm, like, the Kardashians need a rebrand, because they are a brand, and they need a rebrand. It's just not a cool brand anymore. It's, like, your your waist trainers and your body makeup and all that stuff, that's just not, like, people are, like, we just went through a pandemic. Like, people are showing their natural skin more than ever, wearing lighter makeup, like, it's just not about that anymore. It's not about like Photoshopping and Facetune and lip fillers and all of that. Like even like the hot new like TikTok stars like Charlie D'Amelio and, yeah. and Ray, like they're like fresh face. Like not, that's just like the new thing is gonna be fresh face natural. And all of these people that got all these botched um Brazilian butt lifts and like lip fillers because of the Kardashians, the Kardashians will never give up that lifestyle but it's just becoming so passe that I'm like, you're gonna get left behind and like that's on you. Like, like, I just think the Kardashians are becoming truly irrelevant.
1: If heaven exists, though, I think it would be an interesting wrinkle if uh, God makes you go back to your original face and body. Like, God's like, I'll let you in, but you're not coming in with all that surgery. Like, you're going back to initially how I made you. And, well, the like, I the
0: Kardashians aren't going to heaven.
1: okay the last thing i wanted to bring up in terms of the kardashians somebody wrote uh we're gonna miss you after this show and then kim wrote back Don't worry, after this show, our Hulu TV show will start. And this is the first uh, hint. We didn't really know what the Hulu deal is. We still don't, but this is the first hint that it might be another reality show, which I think is, again, a horrible move. If you guys are watching this season or listening to me recap it, it sincerely needs to be taken out in the back and shot. They are so on their last legs of this show. It is painful. They're doing all scripted uh, shit and they cannot improv uh, to save their lives, they are really going out, uh, with a whimper. And I do not think they need any kind of other reality show unless they really decide to make this one real.
0: Yeah. So I, I think, the yeah, I agree with that. And that's why I stopped watching the Kardashians forever ago because it's so boring and just like fake now, but that's, yeah. I'm like, they need to go back to being relatable and funny and showing their personalities because that is what made them famous to begin with. Like, that's what made them so successful. Like I just don't understand why they don't grasp that. Um, and again, like I work in marketing. So I think about Mark, I think about brands. Like I think about how to brand, how to market something. I'm like, they are doing it all wrong right now. Like they are not the marketing geniuses that we make them out to be. But, um, there was something else that I was going to say there. And I just like have the worst ADD. So I forgot. um, But wait, we were saying the show. Oh, what I think would be interesting is Kim and just all of them in general showing the because I feel like the show just focuses on their like stupid, like fake personal drama and like the stupid fake like stories in the media and them dealing with like the fallout of like a story, whatever it is. I would be interested in seeing how they're, how involved they are with their businesses. Like I would love to see like behind the scenes of like, like that is something I would actually watch is like, like speaking of branding, like I would love to see like Kim behind the scenes at Skims or like even Chloe with good American or like how involved Courtney is with Poosh, which I imagine is not a lot.
1: I mean, I would love to like sit there and watch, say Courtney, I'm going to give you an hour. I want to see you write an article
0: like, like right in front of me. It is so funny to think about because there's no way Courtney does jack shit for that website at all. Like, I don't even
1: believe the website exists. I've never, I've never went to check it out, but I think it's a figment of somebody's imagination.
0: Oh. oh yeah. The website definitely, by the way, like me, just knowing how media websites work, even when you have like a big backer or you have, you know, like a lot of clicks, which I don't even think they're getting a lot of clicks. Um, and they have like affiliate programs. So they make money through people buying products through the website. Um, but that website definitely isn't profitable yet. Like I can say that with like almost near certainty that Poosh isn't profitable. I don't know a single person that buys Kylie Cosmetics or KKW. I, I have heard of people liking skims. So I will say that skims I think is legit.
1: Yeah, skims really, I I, I hear a lot of women talking about skims and I want male skims. I would love uh, um, some male skim stuff. I want to wear something on my legs and my, my waist.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to shameless plug about a brand that I work on, but there is such as that there is such thing as that. As, What's it called? So, um, Oh my God, this is so I, I, I believe in, um, journalistic ethics. I'm very okay. ethics and morals. So I've always sure I wouldn't like shamelessly plug, but I work for a lingerie brand called Adore Me full time. And one of our brands, it's a, it's one of our, you know, offshoot brands is called New Skin. And it's basically a new, it's, it's similar to Skims is that it's shapewear, but it's supposed to be unisex.
1: New Skin. Hey, hey, New Skin, get at me. I'm looking to promote your product and I want to take care of my love handles. So please reach out to me, New Skin. And I would love to wear your product walleye podcast and say oh, God, like
0: also weird like these two worlds oh i don't things. i
1: talk about tell the ask the audience i talk about male skims all the time i say i want all of that stuff i have no bones about wearing something that'll um i mean you guys know i have a gorgeous but, body but
0: as like okay sorry not to interrupt but my my point there is that i just do not think that they're actually as rich as they make themselves and I get it. Like they have the money from the show and the Instagram ads and so many different streams of revenue, but it's, they spend money so fast. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who buys their shit regularly. Like I just don't like, I really all, whenever I see good American, I was online shopping last night on shopop.com. Good American stuff is always on sale. Like that's what it's not clicking to me. I'm like,
1: what well, did you see the uh, um, yeah. Kylie and Kylie and Kindle are now at Kohl's.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, I'm sure they are like they, no one buys their shit. They're definitely not involved with that shit. They actually do have some cute stuff, but I refuse to ever buy it because like Kylie and Kendall's names aren't it, on it. And I actually was talking about that with someone in the fashion industry the other day is that their Kylie and Kendall line has some cute stuff. But basically <laughs> my point is that Beyonce isn't a billionaire. Taylor Swift isn't a billionaire. Um, who else is there? Rihanna isn't a billionaire and Rihanna has savage Fenty. Fenty, yeah. She has um her beauty lines. How are two of the Kardashians billionaires? But like I just don't believe it. I think it is all fake. And the Forbes, the web of lies thing. I think they're doing the same thing for Kim. And I think they released that Kim billionaire news as a distraction because they were so fucking distraught over that Chloe photo that they wanted any way to like get you know attention. <laughs> I think it was just oh the time is right. Let's call Kim a billionaire, even though. I wait,
1: wait, Chris is like uh, Travis. Will you get a Courtney tattoo, please, for the family? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we are starting to wind down, which sucks because talking to you, it goes so fast. Um, I love it so much. So a couple of, like quick hits, uh, rest in peace, DMX. Uh, he passed away, um, uh, unfortunately. Uh, he uh, allegedly had an overdose and then suffered a massive heart attack. The thing that I thought interesting about this, and, and it might be a part of a larger conversation at another time, was I went back and listened to DMX's greatest hits. And the first song I was listening while I was hiking, and the first song, I was like, ready to like, all will go make me lose my, I was like, ready. And then the first song was, you know, from the 90s. And it was literally all about like, you know, you fag don't ever suck my D. I wouldn't let a guy suck my D, da, da, da. And I forgot how prevalent in the 90s homophobic raps. It was part, it went hand in hand with hip hop. You had Eminem, you had DMX. And I thought it was so, and I listened to the whole album and and you really do actually see his growth through his career to at the end, it was very almost spiritual. Um, but I thought it was very interesting to see the progression of a career and how hip hop back in the nineties came from a very specific state of homophobic Um, And this is all how they were raised. And I I just thought it was very interesting. But I also thought there is hope in that of people can change. And I was just thinking about in terms of pop culture. Now we see this vast landscape of uh, now we know, you know, pop culture now goes back so long that you get to see somebody's beginning and you get to track their career and see if they made the proper um, changes along the way or see if their belief system changed along the way. Do you, do you, you know what I'm saying about or talking about?
0: Yeah, no, that like completely makes sense because I feel like, you know, you can't help how you're raised. Like some people are raised a certain way. And I think that's why, you know, I'm from Ohio. Like I know that's why like, you know, when people were freaking out when they found out that Jennifer Lawrence voted Republican when she was like 18 years old. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like some people are raised a certain way and you cannot help it that that is how you are raised. Like I don't hold that against DMX or whoever, you know, like when they were younger, as long as you show that you are willing to unlearn whatever it is, or, you know, change and progress. Like, yeah, that's all that matters. Like, I'm not going to fucking cancel someone. Like when people were freaking out about Jennifer Lawrence, I was like, as someone who is from that same region, she's basically from Louisville, which is like an hour from Cincinnati where I'm from. It's like, yes, that's very normal to be a Republican when you are in Southern, Northern Kentucky or Southern Ohio. Like, Yeah. Yeah. For you to act otherwise, it just shows that you are in a bubble of, you know, and like all of these people in New York media on Twitter. I'm like, you are in, you know, your East Coast bubble. Like, it's just, you know, you have to be accepting that people just grow up in different ways. And it's like, it is what it is.
1: And as painful as it is sometimes to hear that stuff, it did give me this huge kind of ray of hope or like, oh, look how far we've come in, uh, you know, 15 years. Like, look how. accepted, uh, you know, sexuality is, or a lot more than it was 15 years ago. Cause everybody sometimes is like, is there hope, is there hope for like a life or to be who, you know, we all want to be. And it's nice to see that there is forward movement in that. And I, I did want to, you know, so like, I know DMX is probably not listening to this podcast, but I thought it was very interesting to see the progression. And, And so many people had amazing stories uh to talk about him if you want to go on twitter there's so many great threads you guys about it. the guy seems like the hardest working man in show business all of a sudden he's like dancing at like albanian weddings and just on street corners dancing and sweeping up and like making pancakes at the waffle house like it, the guy seemed like a insane hard worker that just showed up everywhere um yeah.
0: like one of those just rare just genuinely down-to-earth celebrity.
1: yeah Um, This is big news. I don't know if you're aware of. uh, And I don't know if I think people will be very upset about this. Supposedly Real Housewives of Nashville is filming with one and only Jana Kramer and Jason Aldean's wife uh and jana kramer i don't know a lot about except a lot of girls post about her and a lot of girls don't like her it seems like and then people were explaining it to me uh that she's dates this she's married to this guy that cheated on her a bunch and he had to come out as a sex addict and she's always crying about their relationship on social media which is like now we possibly have her as a housewife complaining about this on national television. I always don't get couples like this.
0: She is or why she's famous or anything about her. Like I genuinely don't understand who she is, but I've been hearing her name for so long. This could be your next deep dive.
1: This could be your next deep dive.
0: I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Her and her fucked up marriage that I just that's all I know. And I've been reading about it in Us Weekly for years and I still don't get
1: yeah but I also like who are you to begin with? Why do I even know your name to begin with? What did you do?
0: why do I know her name? Who is Janie Kramer? I know her name and I don't know why. And I don't care. And I, but
1: it's another person leveraging their family and leveraging their personal battles for fame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would actually watch, like I would watch, I think there are so many good opportunities for housewives in Nashville. Like there is a great, like, like Kristen Cavalieri, like, even though I wasn't a fan of her show, like I'm sure her circle of Of friends there like I would you know watch housewives with that circle yeah but like Jaina Kramer or like okay I I've heard terrible terrible things about Jesse James Decker
1: I have too yeah
0: So terrible i actually can't i can't keep up with all the terrible things about her but people have been telling me to like read her reddit heard the subreddit about her family are they based in nashville i don't want her on housewives but i just feel like there are like just so many other it would
1: be great if they got like an all unfavorable cast and they were like the avengers of horrible women you know like it's like every one of them brought something uniquely horrible to the show um okay so I don't I wanted to make a confession to everybody and to you is that and this kind of blew up this week I, for a side job. I I clean this lady's toilets uh, twice a week and uh, it's for extra money. And uh, no, of course, I am talking about Rachel Hollis, Uh, Rachel Hollis, which is I have never heard of Rachel Hollis until this week. And then all of a sudden she blew up and I'm like, oh, Sophie must know about Rachel Hollis. This seems like somebody she knows, probably like the fast fashion lady. Uh, who's the fast fashion lady again that we talk about? Danielle Bernstein. Danielle Bernstein. So, Rachel Hollis, all I knew is that she did this weird thing with a camera where she was like, thin-lipped and weirdly makeup, and her eyebrows were off and she was like I am unique and like who's to tell I have a toilet lady come and scrub my toilets twice a week because I I work hard to afford a toilet lady and I'm like great I, I don't see the problem here and then I guess she compared herself to a lot of like heroes like Harriet Tubman and and people like that what is your I I mean like was she making the toilet later, lady watch her shit as she cleaned? I mean, like, what happened here? Why the backlash? Uh, you know, she really, she even posted an apology on Instagram, which is always when it gets good.
0: Oh, my God. First of all, my favorite part of that video is when she was like, because <laughs> basically in that video, she's like, so, yeah, I have someone to clean my toilets twice a week. And someone was like, well, you're unrelatable. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's- that was it.
0: And she goes, What
1: makes you think?
0: And she goes, She goes really serious, like snap. She goes, What is it (laughs) about me that makes you think? That I want to be relatable. There was just so much contempt in her voice. It was like,
1: scary. yeah, she's like, my whole life, I've been called unrelatable. And then she, so you guys, this is in the acting world, we call it a reversal. This is an acting technique, is that at the end, and she did this multiple times throughout the piece, which I will use this as a monologue to get into Yale one day. But she, she, at the end, she goes, if I'm relatable. And then she paused and she like brought the camera to her face. She goes, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, so what you do is you go, you know, if I'm relatable and then you go, I'm doing it wrong. Like you bring a like, high, low. And that's what she was doing the whole video. And I was like, how did this girl ever get successful to begin with? She's annoying as fuck. I don't know her at all. And I got annoyed within 30 seconds of listen. Like even just talking about a toilet scrubber, I was like, we don't, it's like Hannah and Des, we don't need to hear about it.
0: She really thought she was like doing something, but yeah, it was the fact that she was like, she was like complaining about being called privileged, but then she was like, it's because I work my ass off without acknowledging all of the things that, you know, allowed her, she's, you know, white. She is conventionally attractive. She, I mean, even with those eyebrows, um, she freaking married like a Disney exec. Like she literally has had, you know, a, a very, very, very easy, cushy life. So for her to be like, I work my ass off, like as if she works so much harder than those people cleaning her toilets, And then her apology, her first apology, she was just gaslighting everyone. She was like, What was it about me saying that I have toilet scrubbers that made everyone so upset? Hmm. Like, she actually was like gaslighting. Hmm.
1: Was it jealousy? Yeah,
0: like it was, she was basically insinuating that. Like, it was just very, very bizarre. She did not. But what is she,
1: Sophie? What does she do? Like, I don't even know what she does.
0: But a lot of what she's written, she wrote like self help books, like Girl Wash Your Face. Ah!
1: Wait, Girl Wash Your Face? Girl Scrub Your (laughs) Butt?
0: That's like one of the books that she wrote, but it came out that a lot of it was like plagiarized. And she (laughs) plagiarized quotes from like Maya Angelou. Like She posted a quote once that was like, still I rise. And it was
1: like- Oh, that sounds familiar.
0: So she's been in trouble a lot for plagiarism and she's always blamed her team. And then this time around, she did the same thing where she blamed her team again. And she basically was like, My team said that this would be okay. And it's like, no, take accountability for yourself.
1: Oh, is their team called the Hall Squad? We'd be like Shaw Squad, but like hollis like Hall Squad. Oh, the
0: squad. Like
1: the I mean, what
0: no, or her team just doesn't fucking exist and she's just looking for a scapegoat every time she fucks up. Like
1: Sophie, is she a girl boss?
0: Yeah, she is a girl boss and not in a good way, in the worst way possible. (laughs) She sucks. Yeah. So
1: it'll be interesting to see the fallout or we'll probably just go to the next thing to be outraged about any day now. Uh, last couple of things. Friends reunion shot this week. Matthew Perry posted a photo. I got really worried just because I wanted, I didn't know how Matthew Perry would show up because we've seen wild pictures of Matthew Perry in the past where he's had really long fingernails. He's fluctuated in weight. He supposedly had, he was in the hospital for six months for a bowel injury. Like the guy, uh, you know, had like a, a, a Percocet uh, issue so I was so scared and he looked Good with all I, I was I don't know why but like it, it would be Very sad to watch a friend's reunion And to be like You know for them not to I mean for like somebody to look like near Near death you know
0: Are they all com- Is even um, Jen coming back
1: Everybody's coming back. Marcel, the monkey is coming back. Uh, no, I don't know. No, everybody is coming back. They, uh, David Schwimmer hinted that they will be in character for one scene, which, uh, Sarah from us weekly last week said it'll probably be, they'll do like an opening sketch in character and then they'll go to an interview, I I'm I'm I, I you know it's fine whatever um I've
0: never, I've never been like a massive friends freak so I'm like okay like sounds sounds fun like I'll watch it I'm sure rude ross I can never look like at david schwimmer the the same ever again after hearing how rude he is
1: yeah I've heard that a lot actually like I And you could see it. You could see. And by the way, I bet Ross was a dick, you know, like we just we saw we saw the funny, cute Ross moments. I bet as Ross got older in that show, he was a a huge dick. Um, He
0: always
1: was. Okay. last. uh, Okay. once again, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake are in the news for this damn Super Bowl performance from two thousand and four or five. Uh, a, a stylist was in page six today saying that, you know, Justin knew what he wanted to do all along. And this was his thing. Cause he wanted to, to be on par with Britney and all of this stuff. And I just, I totally am willing to give Justin so much blame and how dare you. And you ruined a lot of like a couple really good years of Janet Jackson's career, but like, why are we still talking about this moment?
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm bored of the conversation. I think that Justin Timberlake just is irrelevant. Like, I just, I'm, I'm bored of it. Okay,
1: like, he's canceled. We're done with Justin. Uh, last thing. He
0: hasn't made good music in forever anyway. So,
1: were you a sexy back lover?
0: Yeah, sexy back was good, and then since then, remember his like man in the woods or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was like where he's trying to be bony there. and I was like, I yeah. think I, I think I like this. I don't know. Um, last this just came out today, another Dumois thing that cracked me up. If this is true, and did you ever watch O.C. The
0: Housewives? Or the- yeah
1: the the Housewives.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course.
1: So there was a, <laughs> there was a a blind item in oh. a Dumas. It It said,
0: sorry, go ahead. It said
1: Vicky G dating. I guess Vicky Gundelson from Housewives of OC is not engaged anymore because I heard she is dating a 23 year old dude.
0: Yes. Yes. I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, I feel, I feel like a groomer whenever I hook up with like a 24 year old guy. I cannot imagine Vicky vicky and a 23 year old wait wait
1: sophie what do you, when you hook up with a 23 or 24 year old guy do you like do are, are you teaching them love making techniques are you teaching no. them like how to like clean that like are you like uh my fair lady in it where you teach them how to talk correctly what you what what is the experience when you when you take a younger man on <sighs>
0: No, it's, like, actually, like, a joke between me and my friends that I actually just have happen to, like, just date younger guys usually. So, yeah. You're, like, it's like, crazy how that
1: happens. I just date younger, hotter it's guys. Like,
0: it's like younger guys like me, too. Like, for some reason, the older guys <laughs> just don't like me. They aren't into me. So, like, I'll take what I can get. But, like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's what I always feel like when I'm, like, you know, when they haven't, like, heard of something or haven't done something before, I'm, like, oh, my God. I feel so – I'm, like so – so much older than you. When really I'm like, you know, well now I'm 29, but like before I was like 28 and I felt like so creepy being so much older than these guys. But like, look at Vicky Gunvalson.
1: That I mean, I I Vicky Gunvalson left uh, was not renewed her contract a couple years ago, and I was really okay with having her go. I did not miss her. I was like okay with it. I read that item, and I couldn't it it couldn't get out of my mouth fast enough that I want her back. The to to see her date a twenty three year old man, and to have it potentially be somebody like Brooks, like a twenty three year old scam artist that she has to pay for. I want to see. I want to see her love tank filled up. I want to see her walk funny uh because she's been in bed with a 23 year old man i mean i i for some reason that hit all my buttons of something that i would love to watch
0: yeah yeah you want to see a 23 year old fill up her love team Same. <laughs>
1: yes i want yeah, that for like, vicky
0: i would love to watch that too i actually am back i'm like the, i don't want tamra back
1: i don't like either everybody loves tamra i just i don't no. i tamra think she's contrived
0: of course yeah she's contrived She. She always just If Tamara's going to do one thing, it's like she will always stir the pot, which isn't always a good thing. It's like I don't want you to constantly be like spreading the rumors and then playing the victim. It gets old. Like that's what she always would do. She would like spread the gossip and then be like, what did I do? I'm like, shut up, Tamara. Like you're so annoying. So I'm over over Tamara. I would give Vicky another chance.
1: Yeah, I with this. I I'm mean, for some reason this got me back on board so I'm excited to see this. It's
0: um share birthday actually. Me, Vicky, <sighs> um Mariah Carey and Quentin Tarantino all have the same birthday.
1: I mean, when I I when I think of any of those people, I think Sophie as well. Like that is Isn't
0: that dead on, yeah. That's the four horsemen of the apocalypse.
1: By the way, fun fact, Quentin Tarantino is really into feet.
0: Yeah, I actually knew that. I actually yeah that yeah um I'm not, for what it's for the record i do not have a foot fetish.
1: okay right that oh actually which is uh, that that's what i meant to tell you when you were talking about that foot thing did you know you're on wiki feet you have a 3.5 out of five star rating on wiki feet
0: is that a real thing Wikifeet?
1: It, it is it is a real thing yeah wiki feet is a website where they rate uh stars feet look it up wiki feet
0: that's incredible i but, would mind- Pete would get like a zero out of five if that were real.
1: You got a 3.5 out of five, Sophie. You're on there.
0: Wait, you're lying.
1: That guy released your photos.
0: I was gonna say there are photos of <laughs> <laughs> because I it's like a genetic thing in my family where my <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, I love we're <laughs> getting into genetic I love that we're getting into genetic family thing. you know it's a DNA thing I took a 23 in me it said I had extremely large feet um no,
0: our second toes are longer than our big toes.
1: <laughs> oh you guys are paying way too much attention to yourselves you 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 even bothered to notice that?
0: No that's a real that's <laughs> a real genetic thing <laughs> okay anyway <sighs> yeah that's why my feet are actually like...
1: Well, the website you guys actually does exist. And the only reason I know is because when Charlie Burnett from Vanderpump Rules came on the podcast, I was trying to think of interesting things to ask her because I didn't really know much about her from the show because she had very limited screen time. And I found out she was on Wikifeet. And the Wikifeet is a wild website. And they really judge your feet. They're like plump middle toe, love that. Do not love the arch. Like they really get into the minutia of people's feet and i was like this is a whole culture this is worse possibly than QAnon." um uh that's it so sophie what is coming up this week is there guys i want everybody to go and support that betches article click on it i'll put the link in the show notes you probably already read it because i really think it got out there a good deal but we always want to support sophie is there anything on the horizon is there anything that's like pushing all of your buttons right now to write about
0: Um, oh my God. Well, first I need to get settled into my new apartment. Yeah, so are
1: you loving it? A bit by the way, that was the other Sophie on Twitter. After she said she was in love with the uh the moving guy, she also then did the classic celebrity at Spectrum. It is not working in here. I must talk to you now.
0: Oh my God, this is the best story that I'm so glad you brought up because I've been meaning to tell someone the story without Please. so basically I tweeted because I was super frustrated with like my, I ha- didn't have internet or TV for like four days when I first yeah. my apartment, which if you know me is a huge deal for me. So that was miserable. And then I just could not get through to a spectrum of customer service. And I was so fucking annoyed that I, I usually never do this, but like, you know, having a blue check on Twitter, it does work in your favor when you want to complain about something. Yeah. So I tweeted, you will feel my wrath if you don't if I can't get through to a human at Spectrum. And I was like, I keep getting the fucking robot lady. Like I clearly was just like kind of annoyed. I wasn't actually like threatening them. So I kept it up. I finally got in touch with a human. So I just deleted my tweets. They ended up getting like five likes. Like they really did <laughs> not up for long. They weren't up for long. They didn't make a dent, whatever. They never, Spectrum never even acknowledged them or responded. I get a random call from Spectrum the next day. And it was like, is this Sophie Ross? Do you have a second? Um, we got a threatening message on Twitter and um, yeah, the content of the message was a little concerning. So we wanted to follow up. Like they actually thought that I was like gonna come like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed.
1: I'm
0: so so sorry, I'm so sorry. I was like, I ended up getting in touch with people. I kept getting the robot lady. Like, I'm so sorry, like blah, blah, blah. like I felt so bad. They actually thought I was like seriously threatening Like, like Spectrum. Headquarters, like they thought I was gonna like show up there, and I was like, Oh my god, I feel so terrible.
1: I have one of the weirdest, I I mean, I don't have a blue check mark, so I can't do I don't have any power there, but one time it was like five or six years ago, and I was on Snapchat on an airplane on like Southwest or Delta or something, and one of those douchebag guys took his foot, took his shoes off, and had his feet just like on the back of the chair, which I always think is just so nasty especially, you know, with COVID, like people like do that will take their shoes off and just get real comfy on an airplane, which is just gross. And so I took a picture on Snapchat and posted it. I didn't tag anybody. There's nobody to tag. I didn't know the guy who, I didn't know anything. Don't even think about it. Think it's a funny Snapchat, whatever. Saturday I'm at my house. This is five years ago. The phone rings and they asked for Ryan Bailey. And I say, yeah, nobody like I, we used our phone line just like I never even thought we needed a landline. But my ex was like, you need a landline. I nobody called me on that landline. I said Ryan Bailey I said, yeah, uh, I said, um, who's calling? And it's like, well, we'd like to know why you fucking put that picture up on Delta's uh, on your Snapchat. and You better fucking take it down. And I was like, what? Like, I, I was like, what? and then I went, huh? And then I hung up and I'm like, First off, how did they find, like, my the was phone's that? not even registered in my name. What's that?
0: That was Delta?
1: No, I don't know. It was like, they never said who, it, oh, no. Yes, they did say it was Delta customer service. And then I was like, but then, obviously, what? Because the guy, whoever it was, cursed at me and said, I need to take down my Snapchat about the fuck, You know, and I was like, what? Like, then I was like, how... I was like, is it the guy I took a picture of that there would be no way he would have found? Like, how would he have found? Like, I I didn't even have that many followers on Snapchat. It was the most bizarre. I never figured it out to this day, but it was one of the eeriest calls i had ever gotten.
0: That is so weird. With the spectrum, when I understand it, when I
1: said <laughs> it.
0: I was like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I apologize profusely. I was like, I promise I'm not a Karen. And the guy was like, Ha-ha. he was like, I know how it is. Like he ended up like, you know, we were friends by the end of the call, but like, Oh yeah. By
1: the end of the call, you were like, are you single? What's going on? Like, are you up? What are you? What are you? Do you know where I live? Obviously. I
0: was like, what are you up
1: to? You have a beautiful like, voice.
0: And he was like, this is Jake from Spectrum.
1: <laughs> Jake, what are we working with in terms of abs? Are you 23? I, I have a program where I mentor, uh, young, uh, men, um, just helping them get their start, you know,
0: a young program.
1: That's <laughs> yeah it's- it's called Outward Bound, the Sophie Ross edition. You know, we we really correct behavior, get them in line. <laughs> I
0: actually make, I'm like, I make so many jokes about it, how I I like actually do feel like so like creepy. I'm like, I am a groomer. These 24 year old guys, but they're the only ones that like.
1: I I mean, I think there's like a Fifty Shades of Grey movie in here somewhere, you know, like there is a contractual negotiation that should happen between before you hook up with any of these 23-year-old, you know, it should be like do you have twitter? can you read? like what's the highest grade you accomplished, you know? Um oh Sophie Ross, you've done it again. I could talk to you for another hour, but at least you'll be coming back next week hopefully and we will continue this conversation, which is always amazing. Uh guys, all of our information will be on the description. Uh is there anything you're looking forward to this week? Anything coming up for you?
0: Top Chef, I'm so excited. Wasn't it? Isn't
1: it good? Like I forget, I, I forgot that. how.
0: It's so funny because like Top Chef is so underrated as a Bravo show because it doesn't have like you know like the petty drama. Except and their the talent, talent and it, it
1: involves talent, it involves a real talent.
0: Yeah. yeah, except I will say the first season. Remember the first season with Cliff, who like shaved. They shaved Marcel. Yes. The second season, but that was the second. Last time they really had like petty drama. Like they don't have petty drama. It's just about talent. Like, I love it.
1: But And also, chefs have a very special kind of cockiness. And I always love to see, like, they all seem to have some sort of chip on their shoulder or a massive insecurity where they end up are way better than they ever think they are.
0: Yeah, and I actually have a crush on one of the contestants this season. Surprise,
1: surprise. No shit. Wow. By the way, also, Sophie, if you do, when you do land a guy and they want to be with you long term. Oh no. God, no.
0: I hate how you just phrase that when you do land a guy. No, 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 no. I
1: don't mean like when you decide you want to be with somebody long-term again, you could be with multiple people. I get nervous that the guy you're with is going to be insanely jealous because you love so many guys.
0: I mean, that's why I need to be with a secure man. You know? <laughs>
1: hey, if there's any secure men listening, uh, please email us. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. And uh, I don't know. So, Sophie, you are like, I think anybody would love you. You are uh, now, I'm just going to talk myself into a circle. So, um, we will talk to you next week, Sophie.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. Can't wait. And also just don't cancel me for anything I've said on this episode. I feel like I like said so many inappropriate. Wait,
1: what did you say? What did you say that was bad in this one?
0: That I, say, like, say it, it again.
1: Oh, I think we all know that that's that at that point, that's, you know,
0: pictures for money on
1: the end. Wait, wait, wait. Well, do girls like do girls send out the same nudes to guys or do they Take nudes, new so nudes each time.
0: So that was something I actually made a mistake of doing. Was that I I took a screenshot of one of my old nudes to send to oh. someone, and um, it when you take it because when basically when you use an old nude and the person like saves the picture, they can see what time that it's at. So okay. It, so a trick is to take a screenshot, but when I took the screenshot, it left in like part of my like. It left in, like, the little bar from Snapchat, so you could tell that it was a screenshot that I had taken. It wasn't just, like, an organic photo. So, yeah.
1: So, if anybody wants to send me nudes, please hold up a newspaper with today's date on it. I want to make sure it's a fresh nude, okay? <laughs> fresh nudes only from here on out.
0: That's what Khloe Kardashian's going to do next time,
1: so. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but that's that's the other insane thing about Chloe is that she like said, she's like not going to do any of this. And then proceeded to post two videos doing everything that we wanted her to do. Like, I mean, how bizarre is it? Like, are we like, that's what I'm saying? Like we should tell Chloe, we don't believe her social security number is this. And then she'll give us her real social security number because she's so desperate to be right. You know?
0: Exactly. She is like a stupid hypocrite. She's a stupid hypocrite. And I'll leave it at that. And they all are. I'm not just saying Chloe used to be my favorite but they all are stupid, stupid hypocrites. And again, like I've been saying this whole time, they are not the marketing geniuses that we've made them out to be. They were in the right place at the right time. That's what I believe.
1: And on that, happy Monday, you guys. Get this, your week is ahead of you. And uh, we'll talk to you next time, So,
0: We'll talk to you <laughs> next time.
1: Betches.